Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. How do you apologize for a mistake? Are you good at apologies? Or do you hate apologies? You know, I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm funny, but I am not a fan of apologies. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't apologize. I have no problem apologizing. I definitely will own my mistakes, you know, my misunderstandings, my miscommunications, right? I, I have no problem with that. Um, and I will absolutely apologize. But I am not a fan of receiving apologies. I guess that's probably the better way to say it. I'm not a fan of a cheat or receiving apologies because I really would prefer to see action than hear words. And I know I've done some different episodes on this before, but I, I want to talk about how people apologize because it continues to be a struggle in the business. I continue to see people struggle with apologies. And it's funny because I can't, I haven't been able to completely discern if it's the fact that someone doesn't like to apologize because they don't feel as though apologies are valuable. They'd rather just show it in their actions, which I can identify with. Okay, or if it's the simple fact that they don't feel as though an apology is warranted, right? I, I, and I think it's more of the latter. I see a lot of people making different missteps in business, especially with relationships. And we have to remember that relationships are built on trust. Work relationships are built on trust, just like any other relationship. But what I continually see is that when we get into a work environment, it's like we turn our brains off when it comes to emotions, right? Now, I'm not talking about the fact that we don't feel emotion. I, I see the fact that we turn our brains off and try not to acknowledge emotion in the workplace. And that is the worst thing that we can do. Trust me, I did that when I was young in my career. It was like some of the dumbest things I had ever done. And so... Don't turn emotion off in business. I think I got in that space. There's no excuse for it. Okay, but I got into that space because whenever I was in my fourth year of pharmacy school, I was doing a ton of rotations, and of course they were mostly at the hospital. And as a pharmacist, and you know, as a pharmacist to be, I would go with the pharmacists that were on the floor, whoever I was rotating with at that time, and we would have codes, right? We would have people that would code their hearts would stop and we would have to come in and be part of the code team, provide all of the medication to the, to the physicians who would then administer the medication, right? We would pull the, the cart and we would pull all of the, the medications and load the syringes and have them ready and be part of the code team. And when that happens, you can't be emotional about those things. You simply have to move forward and do your part of the process. And, you know, that was the way that that I got through that, right? Now, I didn't go into hospital pharmacy, luckily, um, and, and by choice, right? I went to retail pharmacy first, where I wanted to see people say hello to me every day and could speak and talk, and the likelihood of having a code was a little less, right? But I think that that's where I started to, you know, depersonalize and, and pull emotion out of what I was doing because I didn't feel like I could function with that emotion in that process. But as I went 
and I went into a career where emotions absolutely mattered, right? Where I was in a leadership position, where I had to show emotion and support emotion, acknowledge emotions. I had to go back and, and reset my brain around emotions in the workplace. And so that's my rationale for it. But I have worked with other people who are not in healthcare, um, who haven't been in healthcare situations, and they are non-emotional. And so I think that, you know, through my research and my conversations and, and coaching, I've discovered that we turn off emotions in the workplace because we feel like they have no place. And that if we have emotion, people will see us as a weaker leader. That's what I've, that's what I've discovered. Now, I'm not going to say that's the end-all, be-all of the reasons that this happens. It's, it's not. Um, by no means am I a, a research expert on this. But I can tell you through experience that people worry about bringing emotion into the workplace because they don't think that it has a place. This is business. I'm not here to like people. I'm here to run a business. Well, I will tell you that you are here to run a business. I would agree with that statement, right? And I do when my clients say that. Um, but you are there to build relationships. You're not there to be liked 100%, nor are you there to like everyone. I would agree with that as well. Okay, we can run businesses without liking people that we work with, okay? But the reality of the situation is that you should like most people that you work with. And most people should like you. You know, in a group of 20 people, there may be one person that you don't get along with. That's natural, okay, that you don't get along with. But there's still emotion there, okay? You can still respect them um, as much as you possibly can, right? Assuming they're doing their job. You can still be kind. You know, you can still be all of the, the traits of a positive and appropriate leader. And they can do that for you too. Running a business and having emotion doesn't mean that you like everyone or that you feel the need to be liked. But it does mean that you do need to show up every single day, build relationships with your team and the people around you, meaning build trust such that people will listen to your advice, your perspective, they'll follow your direction, okay? And they will simply care about your success. Because if you have a team that reports to you, and you're thinking that emotion doesn't need to, doesn't have a place in the workplace or you don't need to be emotional or build relationships essentially, then you will have no team. Because if you don't show an interest in them as a person, they're not gonna trust you. It's plain and simple. <laughs> they're just not. Now, I've done other episodes on this, go back and check them out. I will tell you again, you do not have to share every little bit of you with, with your team. But you do need to care about them and you do need to share enough of yourself with them that they understand who you are, okay? Now, all of that said, the workplace absolutely is the place to have emotions relative to building relationships, okay? Trust. You have to have a foundation of trust, which means part of having a foundation of trust is apologizing. Apologize when you make a mistake. Do not go through this, this thought process, this linear thought, and I've seen this happen where we say, okay, well, emotion has no place in the workplace, so I'm not going to be emotional, which means because I'm not going to be emotional, I am not going to apologize because, you know, people don't care if I'm sorry or not. People care. People want to follow another human being. People want to understand when you've made a mistake because then they will feel 
like they can make a mistake and be okay. Remember, as leaders, we are the role model. We set the tone for our team. And so if you want a team that apologizes, if you want a team that's not afraid to fail and that they will own a failure and grow and learn from it and move forward, you have to be able to show that you fail and that you own your mistakes. And the way that you do that is by apologizing, okay? Now, it doesn't have to be a, a groveling apology. So let's get that, let's understand those pieces. We're not gonna grovel, we're not gonna beg for an apology. An apology can simply mean acknowledging where you've taken a wrong turn. Apologizing could be acknowledging where you have hurt someone's feelings, right? Now, your team or your, the, the team that you have created, they may not quote unquote need apologies to make themselves feel better, but an apology shows that you own your mistake. And there's two different lines of thought there and you've got to see that. I personally don't need an apology to feel better because maybe you hurt my feelings or you, know, you did something wrong and led us down the wrong path if I'm following you, okay? I don't need it for that reason. I do need to see you apologize in the fact that I see you owning your mistake, okay? That you own the fact that you took us down a wrong turn or you own the fact that you were just in a bad mood yesterday, right? I simply need the apology as a means of acknowledging that what I started to see happening either in you or in our pathway, I saw it correctly. It's like a validation that I wasn't, I wasn't interpreting things incorrectly, okay? It builds my confidence in my judgment when I see you apologize for something that you did as my leader, okay? So I don't need it emotionally to feel better. I need it to make sure that my judgment is still intact and I continue to learn from it and learn from you. Do you see how important that is? Emotion has to be there for you to acknowledge the fact that you have to apologize and own mistakes, missteps, or just simply being a jerk at some point in the day. Like we can all be, okay? It happens to all of us. But apologies have to be there not only for the emotional side, they absolutely have to be there to continue to teach and train and grow your team so that they can trust their gut and they get the validation when they knew something wasn't, wasn't quite right with you or they felt like maybe we were going down the wrong path but they didn't have the courage to speak up. Whenever, especially whenever you start going down the wrong path and you acknowledge the fact that you've taken the team and you made a wrong turn and you own that, what will happen is when you own that in front of your team, your team is now empowered to speak up sooner because you validated their gut. So now as a team, if you start going down the wrong path, you want someone on your team will now have been empowered by you. Okay, which is really important. With your apology, you empower them to speak up sooner and they will catch your misstep sooner, which means you've wasted less time, you've wasted less money, and you've, you've righted the ship, the ship, right? You started to lean over, you're about to tip over, and they helped you right that ship. You're back on track, you're sitting upright in the water, and you're going in the direction that you need to go. Your team will help you with that, but they will not do that if you don't help them validate their internal compass or their judgment. That is why apologies are important. That is why you have to own the mistakes that you make as a leader. We have to own them in general, but especially as a leader being the role model for your team, you have to apologize. So 
I want you to think through that. Apologies aren't always easy. Admitting when we've done something wrong or said something wrong, none of us want to do that, especially when we feel like we failed at being a role model. But the best way to be a role model is to acknowledge when you've taken a misstep so that your team can be stronger for it, okay? So think about that. When you make a misstep, are you apologizing in the way in which your team can feel empowered and can still build that connection with you to see that you're human? Go and be legendary.